We are all born artists and creators, yet slowly but surely our false programming from society, culture, and family takes us down a different path. I was born a spiritual gangster, and the awakened dad is the journey back to myself. My name is Brent Hurd, and I've taken the journey of achieving what I thought was success and found myself lying on an operating table facing the edge of life. My mission is to help as many of us reclaim who it is that we truly are and help 100 million children live out their greatest lives. Join me each Thursday in listening to the stories of those who have made it back to themselves and lived a life of fulfillment and joy. Just wanted to welcome everybody to the podcast episode number one. My name is Brent Hurd. I think I've said that probably 14 times. That 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 uh, makes me feel like I'm uh, I'm back in in the business world. Hello, my name is Brent Hurd, and I am uh, calling from Twitter or calling from Yahoo. That was my uh, that was my life for a long time, and uh, still is in some ways. Anyways, uh, welcome to the podcast. Really happy that everyone has joined. Thank you for taking the time out of your day or week to listen. And um, I just want to talk a bit about why I'm doing this podcast, sort of how really my story, how I got here, uh, what the evolution of this podcast will be, and what you can expect from it. So I am 47 years old. You know, Part of me is like, man, I'm old to be doing this because you know, look, my goal is to really create a movement here uh, with the Awakened Dad with the goal of helping and healing and protecting as many children as I possibly can on this planet. Um, and, you know, the the goal, because I always have a goal, like a, I feel like I always have like an, a, a, a revenue goal. Um, this is very different than a revenue goal, but um, the goal I put on myself is that I am here to help heal and protect over a hundred million children before I die on this planet. It's the, my, my, my reason for being here. It's, um, it, it has come to me multiple times and, you know, probably one of the, one of the bigger questions is, is why, why is that where, like, where did that goal come from? And, you know, I think it's, I mean, I, I actually know the reason, which I'll talk about, but the first thing I want to talk about is just sort of like the things along in my life that I would actually see me do and sort of like, I would see it and I'd be like, man, nobody else is really doing that. That's, and I would always judge, like always judge, like, well, that's a little weird, but I really want to do it. So I'm going to do it. Um, you know, secretly hoping that people weren't going to be like, damn, why the hell is he doing that? Um, but I always have had this affinity for helping children. And the first, uh, well, actually kind of goes, yeah, it goes back to, um, you know, really in high school. I went to high school in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I would tutor autistic kids uh, in high school. Uh, this was in 10th grade. I would, you know, literally go to the classroom. It would, there'd be a classroom of autistic kids and I would go and spend time with them. I would, I would teach them, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd literally be in the classroom and, and teach them and help them and 
you know, and then I'd, I'd see them around campus and they'd come up to me and, and I would love it. Like I, I just would love it. Like all my friends. Cause you know, I hung out with like the quote unquote cool crowd. Cause I played sports, played football, played baseball. And I remember kids would always be like, well, it's like, you know, what's, what's, what's going on there. And I would just kind of, you know, shuffle it off. Um, but always like scanning if I saw these kids around school to make sure that they were doing okay. And, um, you know, like whether, you know, somebody was making fun of them or somebody was, you know, doing something to them, I would literally like beeline over there, take care of the problem, move on. So I always had this like very protective trait, uh, within me, had no idea why at that time, just, just had it. And the other thing that I always had was I had this, this desire to like, I would, I'd, you know, be walking down the street, I'd see a kid who was disabled, you know, whether, you know, cerebral palsy or anything that was, you could just tell, I could always tell there was, you know, whatever was off with the kid. And immediately my heart would like just jump. I mean, like I would want to literally get down on my hands and knees, put my arms around these kids and, uh, you know, make sure that they were okay. And, and then throughout my life, as my life went on, um, things would happen throughout my life. And I would just sort of see this cycle over and over of me, uh, wanting to help and take care of protect kids, like kids who were in harm's way, kids who were abused, kids who were made fun of kids who were just, you know, not taken care of, not provided for, not cared for, not embraced. Um, I just wanted to step in and take care of these people. Never knew why, really didn't understand it. And now I do. Um, I, you know, growing up in my life, I was the, I was the youngest of three and we had a, uh, a very, determined little could, you know, a little angry at times, my father, um, you know, and he could, he could have sort of outbursts and I, I, I don't think anything, maybe some stuff was abnormal, but you know, I think we all had dysfunctional childhoods, but, um, uh, and so I witnessed things in my childhood as the youngest and, you know, the most sensitive, um, still am, which I actually now realize is a gift. And, I was, I was always just so protective of kids and, um, was really like always looking out for kids my whole life. I, I think subconsciously, but I, obviously as, as I was talking about the why, so grew up in a house where I witnessed, uh, some abuse. I witnessed, uh, some verbal abuse. I witnessed some physical abuse. And this was in my most formative years, you know, from, you know, the ages of two to two to nine, you know, two to eight, two to 10. And the truth is, is I think most, you know, not most of us, but I think, you know, this in my generation, this wasn't something that was so abnormal, but for me, particularly as a kid who was so sensitive, always these things impacted me. And later, and now I've learned in my life, uh, this sort of this, this one quote that I live by, um, which is 
Our greatest strength in this world lies next to our deepest wound. My deepest wound is witnessing abuse in my household. My greatest strength in this life is, has been, and will continue to be, uh, protecting, helping, healing children all over the planet. Um, Children who are abused, children who don't have homes, children who don't have parents, children who are just simply abandoned, uh, children who don't have the protection. For some reason, I don't know why, well, I do sort of know why, but one of my, if, if, if not sole uh, missions in this life is to help and heal as many children as I can. And when I launched The Awakened Dad, that reason and that purpose of mine came flooding out. And I want to tell a little story about that. This was 2017. I was in, sorry, this was 2018. I was in Encinitas, California on a retreat. I was on a retreat with this amazing coach by the name of Chris Carter, Christopher Carter. If you need a coach, by the way, he's just like unbelievable. The name of his company is This Epic Life. And he put a retreat together. It was the second year I had been on the retreat. I'd never used to go on retreats. I, you know, I was like hardcore business guy. I was like, who I was, like, I would always judge people who went on retreats. I'm like, well, that's weird. You're going on a retreat. You're doing like weird meditation stuff. Little did I know. Anyways, I was on this retreat and I was sitting at a table with four other people who were there at the retreat. Uh, You know, we're at this like amazing home on the beach, super, you know, it's like all your issues or any of your uh, ego stuff just totally goes away when you're in an environment like this. So I'm sitting there with, you know, four people, I think. And uh, and we're all kind of, you know, telling each other about ourselves and who we are and our background and why we're here and, you know, what we're looking to get out of the retreat, et cetera, et cetera. And I was talking about, you know, I had been giving speeches to technology companies about my story and about just the things I've learned, the wisdom, uh, the lessons, um, just my story. And I was talking about my kids because, you know, my kids mean so much to me in my life. And the, uh, there, was a, there was a guy who was sitting at the end of the table and he looked at me. He's like, man, you sound like the awakened dad, literally. Um, said these words to me. And I looked at him and I was like, wow, that is so accurate. And two minutes later, he goes, hey man, theawakenedad.com is available. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I was like, buy it. He buys the URL. This is 2018. And we're at the retreat. All the people at the table were so excited about this concept. I was like, yeah, we're going to turn this into this amazing business. It's going to be retreats and curriculum. And it's going to be to help fathers connect on a deeper level with their children. Gung ho. But keep in mind, I'm still sort of in like, you know, corporate business, got to build a business because, you know, that was all really important to me. And so at the retreat, I do this video of, uh, the awakened dad. Uh, this was like, this was October, 2018. We decide that we're going to launch it Thanksgiving, 2018, do the video, have somebody put together a website for me, put together a mission statement, the whole thing. And while I'm at the retreat, I write 
this, this, this phrase about the awakened dad. And this phrase was something that felt like it really like just came from a soul place because this is not, you know, these are not words that I would normally use, but uh, I, I was just, I was writing from really just a, a, a very deep place. I think it's important as, as I open the show for all of you to hear this. I am a divine healer and father to every child on this planet. I'm here to protect, shelter, and nurture these souls to allow for the gifts that they bring to shine light on all of us. I'm a spiritual warrior that is here to help awaken consciousness in the keepers of these children. Through my deep wisdom and my unending heart, I am here to ensure these young souls are allowed, guided, and encouraged to become their true essence in this lifetime. I'm a lion that embraces each heart of every cub. I am spirit. And I wrote that and I was like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, because remember, I've been like this, you know, I'm like this guy's guy and, you know, sports athlete. And I was like, what the heck? But as I was writing this, I was crying. I, I, I could not stop crying. And... And then they asked me to read it to the group. There's like a group of 20 people. So I get up, I read it. I can't even stop. I can't even read the whole thing. I'm crying so deeply, so much emotion. And what I recognized then was that all of that emotion, it was was coming from the deepest place within me. And then what I realized was, not only was it coming from the deepest place within me, that this was my mission. This was my purpose. This is why I am here on this planet is to help protect and heal as many children as I possibly can before I die, period. So fast forward, finish the retreat, get home, do the video. Don't even tell my wife about it. Put the video out on Thanksgiving and over 80,000 people view the video, comments from all over the world. I'm struggling with the same thing, traveling all the time, not home enough, not with my kids enough. I feel like I'm paying a a babysitter, a nanny to raise my kids, uh, on and on and on. And it, it just, it struck a chord with people. And so of course, you know, I, I put together this, this sort of whole, uh, business model. And, uh, and then what happened to me was my old sort of ego jumped up and was like, man, you know, I'm so worried about what people are going to think about this. This sounds so soft, quote unquote, this sounds so, you know, just, just, just soft. And I was so, so super worried about people, what people would think. And I spent, you know, as much as I was trying to move things forward, there was a part of me that was like, Oh, you know, I'm good. you know, what are people going to think when I walk into the club? Bullshit. What are people going to think when I, you know, my, my friends from high school, bullshit. And so really I self-sabotage the thing. 
about two and a half years ago. And it never went away. It stayed in me. It, it came up every day in me. And, and so this is the relaunch of the awakened dad. This is the relaunch of me. And I am, you know, this is, this is my coming out party, if you will, coming out as the spiritual gangster, the spiritual warrior, the spiritual man that I am, that I have become, that I have always been, that I have refound, that I shut down for so long. And that I finally said, you know what, this is me. This is what I'm here to do. And I'm going to bring every single piece of strength that I have within me to go do it in this world. And this podcast is the number one, call it first re-entry, the number one thing for me. My goal is to scale this podcast. My goal is for millions and millions and millions of people to listen to this podcast. Why? Because it will help the children. So then the, your question may be, well, how are you actually going to help the children? Like, what does that look like? And my answer is, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. But what I do know is, is, is that if I talk about it enough, if I interview enough people, if I go deep enough on the subject, it will get very clear to me. And so that is really what the awakened dad is about. Now, as part of the awakened dad, one of the pieces of the puzzle that has always been so important to me has been living out my most authentic self, my truest life. And this really occurred after I left Twitter. So after I left Twitter, I had an emergency appendectomy followed by walking pneumonia, just went on this like a very deep, um, went through this deep spiritual awakening uh, slash dark night of the soul, which was essentially what I believe was, was the universe redirecting me towards this path. So look, I also know that, you know, there's going to be people who listen to this, who know me that are going to be like, what the F is he talking about? There's going to be people that know me that really know me that are going to be like, man, I'm so glad he's doing that. Finally, finally, finally. So to the ones that are like, what the hell is he talking about? Join me on this. To the ones that know me and have known me for a long time, finally, it's on game time for me. And, um, and so what I was saying was the other piece of the awakened dad, which is around helping people live out their truest selves, their most authentic self is because that's the struggle that I have been through. That's my story. And what I mean by that was, was that you know, my whole life as a kid, I never had the ability to truly understand what I call my own seed of greatness. Uh, I never had that ability to really stop and figure that piece out early on in life. And my belief is, is that people should have the opportunity to figure that out early on in life. People should have the opportunity to, to, to know what their true calling is. And my belief is, is that we can get there through education. We can get there through, through teaching, which is what I plan to do uh, as part of this podcast. Because look, I, you know, I just went through five, six years of figuring that out for me through meditation, through journaling, through beginning to speak my truth, through doing the things that um, I have fallen in love with. I've fallen in love with the craft of astrology. 
I've fallen in love with the craft of tarot cards. I've fallen in love with really everything that is spiritual in nature because that is actually our true essence. But what happens throughout our life is, is that we shut that down. We shut it down because society says that's not good enough. Family says that that's not going to make you money. And friends say, what are you thinking? And by the way, what I also have realized is it's okay to be uniquely you. And for me, it's okay to be uniquely me. And so the people that I will be interviewing on this podcast are people who have been through this. And by the way, this is not an easy road. This road for me has not been easy. It would have been much easier for me to just continue through, you know, at Twitter and continue to build the business and, you know, make money and, you know, sort of get all these accolades and live this, you know, sort of beautiful life. But that just wasn't my path. And I'm so thankful that I have found the path that I'm on because it's me. But what I was saying was that as kids, so much happens to us that rarely do we get to truly understand the things that we're connected to? Rarely does someone help shepherd or guide us to the thing that we are truly connected to. So I will be interviewing people who have gone through either A, figured this out very early in their life, who they were, what they truly loved. These are your you know most amazing artists and creators and just the, the the most creative people, by the way, because what I say is, is that no one comes out of the womb begging to be a corporate executive. Nobody. The corporate executive thing is all ego. It's all ego. It, it, it is. I know it. I'm convinced of it. I've seen it enough. What I do know is we all come out of the womb as artists and creators, every single one of us. But what happens as kids is, is Someone says to us, well, you know, you got to figure out what do you want to be? You want to be a doctor, a lawyer? You want to be a businessman? Which one? Because each one of those are going to pay the bills. So you got to pay the bills. Like we're, you're hearing this as a kid. Money doesn't grow on trees. I heard that all the time. You, you got to get to work. And by the way, don't get me wrong. Hard work is the thing that gets you to where you want to go. But hard work doing the thing that feeds your soul. That's what this is about. Hard work doing the thing that feeds your soul. Because we all were driven to and pushed to go do hard work for things that, honestly, at the end of the day, we don't give a shit about. Because you're not coming home and talking to your kids about, oh, yeah, I just closed this, this joint business venture with so-and-so business. And we, we, we're doing, um, you know, all this, like, all the business, all the business shit. I'm not, I'm not you know, pissing on business. I mean, I think business is incredibly important. What I'm saying is, is that so many of us have been pushed into doing what we're doing in life, not because it feeds us, because it's the thing that we believe programmatically is what we're supposed to be doing. And then we get caught in the middle of our life, me, doing that thing that ended up never really feeding us, like deeply feeding us. And then you're all of a sudden, you know, you, 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 you hit life. Something hits you, something hits you in the mouth. Look, this awakening punched me in the mouth. 
And I can promise you when something punches you in the mouth and wakes you up, which is what the waking up process is, waking up to who it is you truly are, and then you begin to see life completely differently, it's hard. It's hard to figure out, okay, what's my road now? It's hard to figure out, okay, well, now I'm going to come back into the world as a spiritual teacher when I was a business executive. Really? People are going to look at you like you got four heads. So how, what, what, what I went through. And so my whole, my whole point in doing this podcast is, is, is because, look, I wish I had a, a tool or a place that I could go every week and listen from someone who's been through it. Because what I know right now is that so many people are waking up. So many people are waking up to who it is they truly are. They're in jobs that they could give a shit about and they're trying to figure out what does their life look like next. And there's a whole long process that has to occur in order for you to figure out who it is you truly are, in order for you to go live the life that you truly want, that's truly in you. So many of us don't even know the life that's in us. I didn't until I went through this. And this for me was my whole life I viewed my career as like the number one thing. Like there was nothing else. It was career, money, upward movement in my career. That was it. That was it. And I literally pulled the rug out from underneath me. I was the one that, that said, I'm leaving Twitter. I resigned. And in resigning, what I did was I pulled the rug out from underneath me. What do I mean by that? My whole identity was connected to my work. I was always the Yahoo guy, the AOL guy, the Twitter guy. I was just that guy. And so when I left and I pulled the rug out from underneath me, I pulled my identity, false identity out from underneath me. And for so long, I didn't know who I was. And by the way, it's a scary place. What I was, I was, I feel like I've said this a hundred times. I, I was like um, a chrysalis when a butterfly is basically being created. I was a chrysalis. And so, you know, I feel like in my journey, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm cracking out of the shell of my chrysalis um, because I think that's really what life is about. I think we are here. I think we all come. My philosophy is we all come with a seed of greatness, a unique seed of greatness in terms of who we are. I feel that very few of us, small percentage, actually figure that out at an early age and go live that life. I think most of us know that, but then life covers it up programming from family, from society, from culture, meaning nah, you don't want to go out and do that in the world. You're not going to make any money being an artist. You're not going to make any money being a musician. You're not going to make any money being a spiritual teacher. You're not going to make any money being, you, you know, you fill in the blank. And what inevitably happens that happened to me was, was that go through your life and then something hits you. Something happens. And when I say hits you mean, I really mean the universe, the universe hits you. And what I, what I like to say is the universe taps gently for a while. And then after a while, if you don't listen to the taps, the universe hits you over the head with a sledgehammer. That was my uh, emergency appendectomy. And so 
things happen. Uh, and what those things look like are, they look like loss. They look like crisis. They look like financial loss. They look like health loss. They look like, you know, someone close to them dies, something that shakes them to the core. And when then you're shook into the core, that ego shell that you have around you begins to break down. And the, Actually, it's described the best by, by this amazing spiritual teacher, this guy, Eckhart Tolle. This is how he talks about it. He says, we are all born with a deep eye of consciousness. And as we go through life, our ego walls or shell begins to be created. And the ego is essentially the part of you that protects you. It's the part of you that can jump up big and loud and strong that thinks it needs to protect you. You created this in childhood. We're going to go deeper in this now, you know, down the road. But he says we have this deep eye of consciousness. We're born with it. And we build up this egoic walls shell, if you will. And then something happens at some part of our life that cracks that egoic shell or wall. And when the crack happens, that deep eye of consciousness that's in us begins to shine out a little bit, the beginning of your awakening. It's happening now to many of you. When that deep eye of consciousness begins to shine out through those egoic walls, you begin to wake up to your truest self. Again, some of you are going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? A lot of you are going to be like, yeah, I'm feeling it right now. So for me, the awakening was the appendectomy, which created so much fear in my system that it was the thing that cracked my egoic shell because I was this you know strong and hard and tough guy um, all the time. It still happens a lot to me, by the way. But I just, all of a sudden, it was like overnight, I turned into this seeker. All I wanted to do was read books on spirituality, was to watch shows on spirituality, was to listen to podcasts on spirituality. It was like anything I could get my hands on about spirituality, I wanted because I just was like, I, I was insatiable for, the, for it. And then once we wake up, it literally for me was like I walked through the curtains and I, you know, like visually, like if you're putting your hands and moving the curtains aside, like, and walking through them, which is what I did. Walked through the curtains uh, and just saw a life that I had never seen. I saw things about myself that I had never understood. And at the same time, you got to deal with your own stuff. I had to deal with, you know, my, uh, my pain and trauma from my childhood, which, by the way, we all have. And then once you deal with that stuff, you're able to go then out in the world as who it is you truly are. And I can tell you that once you're able to walk in the world that way, it completely changes just your makeup, your, your feelings, your like just the things you care about, you feel more connected to people. You know, it's like, I've, I've, I've always been an empathetic soul. I'm much more of an empathetic soul, if that's even possible, much more of a compassionate soul, if that's even possible. But look, you know, I've made a whole lot of mistakes along the way. I think we all have. And I think, you, we, you know, you have to forgive yourself and, and, and just keep, 
keep in the pursuit of who it is we truly are. So we're going to talk about that, about how I did it, about my process. I'm going to interview a whole bunch of people that I have lined up already. I've done a bunch of interviews that, that, uh, that we'll be starting to release uh, next week. But the most important thing, or one of the most important things I also want to talk about is this. I am launching this podcast on July 22nd, Thursday, July 22nd. The reason I'm launching this podcast on Thursday, July 22nd is because July 22nd is my father's birthday. And my father died about a year and a half ago. Uh, He died on March 30th of 2020. So uh, about two weeks after the whole pandemic happened. And obviously when he died, it just, you know, massively shook my world. And, but at the same time, it catapulted me even more so towards this work. So the launch of this podcast is for you, dad. The podcast itself uh, is in honor of you as, as, as the name of this podcast is what it is, the awakened dad, which, which again is, um, is really symbolic for my journey. And it's also symbolic for the work that I am here to do in the world, which is helping people live out their truest lives, helping people as they go through their waking up process, because I, I I went through it myself and look, it can be scary. Uh, and you know, there can be all kinds of, there are, there will be all kinds of issues and challenges along way, relationship issues and, and figuring your own stuff out. And then at the same time, the part of me that, you know, I talked about earlier, which is helping healing and protecting as many children as I can on this planet before I die. Those are my, that's why I'm here. Uh, the, the, you know, obviously outside of, you know, my kids and my family, that's why I'm here uh, on this planet. And, you know, they, I think it was Mark Twain said, you know, the two most important days of your life are Number one, the day you're born, and number two, when you figure out why. So I have gotten very clear on my why, and and now this is me taking action on my why. And uh, and 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 I'm here to tell you, it has not been an easy road, and it won't be an easy road for you. And so hopefully, this podcast can be a guide for you as you're going through a, a similar process. Um. So that sort of wraps episode one. And again, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you for being a part of this. Please leave a review, comment, subscribe. You know, my, my, my goal really is to, to build and grow this thing so that the Awakened Dad, uh, which is really an entity, can help as many people live their truest lives and also that we can protect, help, and heal as many children on this planet. Love all of you. Thanks again for for taking the time. This is just the joy of my life, doing this, talking about this, and um, sure hope to see you here next time. Have a great one. Hey, thanks for being with us today and joining me in my mission to help 100 million children live out their greatest life. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Awakened Dad podcast and share with your friends and follow us on Instagram at The Awakened Dad. If you like what you heard today, please make sure to listen to our other episodes. And thank you for being with us.